Welcome to the Spicy PL Podcast. Welcome everybody to the Spicy PL Pod. This is episode 23 and we've got Mr. Tiny Meeker joining us. Um, As always, we've got Big Joe Cap, got Big Peachy Boy and myself, Big Babble. Welcome to the Spicy PL Podcast, Tiny. We're, uh, We're happy to have you. Yeah, just a quick word from our sponsor, our title sponsor, Quest Nutrition and Athletics, uh, Sherman Ledford. Um, hit them up at quest-nutrition.com. Check out their supplements, uh, Inzer gear, gym equipment, good stuff like that. Good hit stuff. them up. Yep, links below. Yeah, so Tiny, we um, we reached out to you because we saw that you've got the baddest bencher on the planet competition coming up in March and uh, it really piqued our interest. Um, there's a whole lot of names on that list that we haven't seen uh, on lists in the recent times and uh, we're pretty excited to see what happens. So um, yeah. I, I guess if you want, uh, could you introduce yourself and then uh, maybe give a little background for the listeners that may not be familiar with you? Well, since there's no longer a powerlifting USA magazine, and since I haven't lifted in a show since 2000, early 17, yeah, probably some people don't know who the hell I am. So my name's Tiny Meeker. I'm a 26-time drug-free bench press world champion. I've held the all-time record at 308 when I weighed 306, I think it did 948. I had all I had the first man in history bench press 800, 900. I hold the world record for rep at 800 for four reps, 600 for 14, and uh until just recently, I was an all-time bench press world record holder since uh, 2013 of 11:02. So, and, and I've had records. I've probably lifted almost every single federation there is, just about. And I've had records probably in about 11 or 12 of them. Yeah. So I I, I, I saw you. You've been competing. You know, if if you count up until now, count 24 years ago was your first meet, and uh, basically Actually, been 35. 35, 35 years. years ago. I had I had you in 1996 on a meet. Maybe uh, maybe yeah. I missed one. I was doing them in high school for Humble High in Texas. Yeah. So uh, it's a pretty long career, but I did notice you haven't competed since 2016. And, uh, you know, looking at the roster of the, the meet you're running, the baddest bencher on the planet contest, there's a few other people who haven't, we haven't seen in a while. You want to just give us some background on where you got the idea and why you think that the time is now to run this type of meet? Well, you know, I'll turn 50 in um, May next year. So um, a lot of people don't know if you're not close to me. I had three car wrecks in 2017. I got hit from behind twice and T-bone in one. So I tore my labrum, messed up my back, my neck, my hips, and my knee. So for the longest time, I couldn't bench, couldn't do legs, but I could diet and ride a bike. So I said, screw it. I'm going to drop all this weight down. So I went from 340 which I never wanted to be that big. Got all the way down to 279 and I was going to therapy, getting worked on, worked on. And, and trust me, it, it wasn't necessarily that I wanted to compete as much as I just wanted to feel big freaking weight. I love feeling weight. I mean, to me, that's my drug and that's my therapy is, is working out and feeling heavy, crazy weight. And uh, for the longest time, I wasn't able to get my shoulders pinched back because of the tear. And man, all of a sudden, things started kind of coming together. And then all of a sudden, one day I'm feeling some big weight and it just kept getting crazier and crazier. And as soon as I knew I could really pinch my shoulder blades back to bench, I said, I'm back. 
because I, <laughs> a lot of people don't know, I, I tore my shoulder again in 2010 years before that and came back from the same thing, just the other shoulder. But anyway, um, but in the last few years, unfortunately, I've lost some friends, I've lost family members. And, uh, you know, the record got broken. I see, you know, I talk to Ryan all the time. I talk to Mindy. Mindy started doing some arm wrestling, but, you know, Mindy always kind of mentioned. Ryan looks in shape. He's, he still plays around with this and that. And I started noticing more guys were hitting a 1,000. And, uh, you know, one thing I've always wanted to do, you know, a little background on me. When I first told people I was going to bench 700, I was told I'd never bench 700. And I bench 700. And then, and it was funny because uh, when I did seven, it was actually my goal. I didn't care about it anymore. So I hooked up with some, this girl I was dating back then. And I didn't care about lifting them weights. I just want to look good and take care of business. <laughs> so, and, and I dropped, I actually went from 289 down to 254. And I'm working out in the gym one day. And some guy walks up and goes, hey, you doing nationals? I said, nationals. I, and I said, nah, so I'm done lifting. He goes, yeah, everyone said you got off the stuff. That's why you lost all that weight. I go, what did you say? And he tells me, hey, <laughs> I see a fucking nationals. And I walk, I'll piss, you know, because that's the one thing about me. <laughs> I get pretty psychotic. You know, I'm a happy guy. I walk around, but when I live, I'm a mad guy. And I came in at 254 wearing the same shirt I wore when I was 289. And I I missed, I hit 661 and barely missed 705. And, and it just kicked me into another gear to keep going and going. And then when I got to eight, it was nine and, and, and so on, you know, they just kept going. And, but yeah. you know, when you tell me I can't do stuff, that's my motivation. Well, now to this contest, one thing I've always said about powerlifting, it's my passion. I love this sport, but I want to get paid. I want to make money doing what I love. I'm, I'm laying on that bench. I'm risking injury and death. Every time I lay down, why the fuck can I get paid? And mm -hmm. everyone, you know, you watch all these strongman guys, they're, they're freaking making some good, good bucks. And then I started hearing stories about the guys doing the 1102 deadlift and they got paid a hundred thousand dollars is what I heard. I don't know if it's true or not, but I'm thinking, God damn, I held over my freaking face. Why did I didn't get a hundred thousand shit? I didn't even get a thousand. I did it for freaking free. So <laughs> it just started kind of brewing things in and, and then certain people try to start contacting me, want me to lift again. And, and I told them straight up, I said, man, I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you. I have absolutely no motivation whatsoever to lay down for free and bench. I'll do it in the gym all the time. I, I go crazy in the gym, but you know, in the gym, you get to do what you want to do. You got the right people surrounding you. I'm not saying bad things don't happen, but it's there. So then I got with a certain sponsor and he, again, he started pushing it and we were talking about the meat. And I said, you know what I want, man, right now there's 10 guys that hit a thousand pounds. Only one's not here. That's Gene. The guy, first guy to do it, 900,000. And I said, you know, I tell you what, I got, I got an idea. I said, let's put a contest together. And we, we talked about the money. I said, yeah, but I want to do something better. We all bench a thousand, right? I mean, that's what the books say. So how about you come to my show and you attempt a thousand? I'm going to pay you a thousand because we're all supposed to bench a thousand, right? So why don't we just at least do our job and attempt it? Get a thousand mm -hmm. bucks. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> if, you hit it, if you hit it, what's up? The, what's up? It? What's give you 10,000 if you're the biggest one? At the end, 5,000 for second, 3,000 for third, 1,000 for fourth. So as long as you do your job that you that got you in the show, you're going to get paid. And here I am. We're putting it together now. It's, it's going to happen. And to be honest, there's a bunch more bigger things I'm working on that I won't talk about yet. But I'm, I'm thinking it might happen. And hey, some of that money might go up one way or another. Maybe just for laying on the bench, we might get more money. 
you know, yep. I'm working on it, but the things I've been dreaming up forever. And to me, it's, it's not just for me, it's to promote the sport, to make the sport bigger. I mean, we do these freaking supplement deals for protein. Wow. They're making millions, millions of dollars and you sign a stupid deal to get free protein. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yep. So tiny, um, you know, seven years ago, you benched 1102 and, uh, for the record to stand for seven years in powerlifting, it's a long time. You know, we see records come and go every day almost. Even, you know, we're mainly IPF lifters, and we see those records broken every meet, every Arnold Classic, whatever. You know, so did you feel a certain way about Will Barati breaking it, and did it motivate you? And and just we're all curious, and we've talked about, you know, we're a, a quip lifting podcast. We want to know your thoughts on the type of shirts these guys are wearing, whether it's the Viper or the Super Bison or some of the stuff that Mike Womack's making. What are your thoughts on those shirts versus, you know, you're an Inzer sponsored athlete, you know, the Super Duper Phenom or other multiply shirts? Well, my my thought, okay, powerlifting's going to change. You know, new equipment's going to come out. You got ultra thion. You know, which is probably the coolest deadlift suit or squat suit and deadlift suit because you can gain 15 pounds, lose 15 pounds, and they'll still fit you. It's it's unbelievable. Um, mm. But when it came to the the band shirt, you know how my feelings were. I'll back up a little bit because there's kind of a funny story behind it. When I was first coming up to get the record or even getting to the nines and all that, I had a certain hater constantly say, "I'll never do this unless some super duper shirt comes out." That's the only way I'm going to break the record. Well, that was my motivation to put on the same damn shirt and beat your ass with that shirt. And to be quite honest, I probably had less layers than some of my bigger lifters were hitting in their shirt. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So when it came to Bill or Will, sorry, Will Brody, I really didn't have a problem with the record because realistically they, 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 they did it where it's its own class because in my opinion, it should be its own class. It's, it's a Monday, different type of shirt. Your reactions in incredible but yeah he had to hold a thousand eleven oh five in his hands he still had to do the lift um but um you know it's still the all-time new world record no matter how you want to look at it different shirt or not different shirt you know what i mean so i'm not gonna hate on it i mean if anything i could either go put the same thing on something like it or i mean i've done crazier lists than that and the super duper so yeah we'll see do you feel like, you know, I feel like when we saw it, it was like a relatively unknown guy all of a sudden bench 1105. And and that's the way I felt about it. It's not like Ryan Keneally bench 1105 or Jimmy Cobb or, you know, Dave Hoff. It's some guy I never heard of. And so I feel like the shirt is is a huge factor. And the more and more people use them, the more people we're going to have benching 1,000 pounds. Well, I, I definitely agree there's going to be a lot more people hitting 1,000. But I think Will's been around a little bit longer than people think. Again, because Powerful USA Magazine's not around, you, unless you're, you know, some internet guy always online looking for this and that, you, you don't see these new people coming up, you know, because we we don't see it. We don't see the meets and guys that's coming up. But I think Will's biggest lift before it was either 950 or 970, which is a gr great lift. And he did that, I think, in a super or maybe an overkill. So it's not like he's brand new and I don't think he's a little dude either. I think he's a pretty big guy. Yeah. You know, some of our, PC put it on. some of our <laughs> some of our listeners from Canada told us that he's been around in uh, Canada for I a while. He's been around. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know how long, but if the magazines were around, you, we probably would have known about him much, much more. Yeah. So tiny, tiny, 
at your competition, anything goes, any shirt, anything. Yeah, what are the exact, like, what are the exact rules on the bench? Um, you know, I, cause I know IPF has like pretty standard ones, like, like anything goes you're basically talking about, you're talking about the overall, just bench press rules. There's yep. no start command. If you're going with that. Of course your ass needs to be on the bench. You probably gonna have any foot placing you want. And, you know, you got to get a press command. You got to lock it out, get a rack command. Yeah. You know? any, so, any equipment goes then. So Will Barati can wear the Super Bison. Wear whatever you want. Just bring it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> do, you, uh, do you have any predictions on, like, you know, your nope. front runners? <laughs> I'm, I'm predicting a lot of thousand pound benches that day. So you don't have to open at a thousand. You just have to attempt it to get paid. That's right. All right. But, uh, Good thing. If you're, going, if you're if you're going, I'm gonna tell you right now. You know, this this is gonna probably be one of your questions, but I I want to answer it this way because I've been nagged on it all freaking last two weeks since I introduced this. <clears throat> I know there's gonna be some more guys hit a thousand before this show. Okay, I mean there might be some next week. Who knows? But here's the thing: I wanted nine guys. I made this meetup a while back. I put it together. You know, if we have 12, 15 guys back there warming up on three benches and we're all benching a thousand freaking pounds, it's going to take freaking forever for warm ups on some of these guys. Now, me, I'm pretty freaking quick. I don't play around in, in a warm up room. But, you know, if you have, you know, all these guys back there, four guys, five guys on a freaking bench trying to warm up, it's going to take forever. So I wanted just, a, you know, nine lifters, three on each bench, warming up in the back. Hopefully we'll all get along, you know, I, 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 for most of the guys there, I know most of them are good. I, I don't know Will yet, uh, but pretty much everyone else I, I've met before. And to me, they're good guys. Me and Minnie talk a lot of trash to one another, but man, up close, man, me and Minnie get along great. He's like a big brother, you know, yeah. I dare say he's a, a father. <laughs> you, you think, you think Ryan Keneally and, and Mendy get along? Man, we all get along. We all talk trash, you know, when it's on the platform and this and that. But we're, we're all cool, dude. I mean, don't don't let it fool you. We're all friends. Yeah, I, mean, I just remember, you know, we we love Power Unlimited and the Mendy and and Gene back and forth that was on that. I mean, you know, we're we're all about thirty years old. So when we started Powerlifting twelve years ago or so, that was the movie to watch. You know, I think you were in that too. Hey, wait a minute. We're talking about Mindy here. Remember, I'm the luckiest <laughs> lifter in the entire world. Every lift I ever did, never locked out. I got, I mean, everyone must love me because I've gone to every show in the world and every judge just gives me a gift. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know? that, that's how it is. That's how it yeah. is sometimes. I got a, I got a question on the roster. I mean, um, this guy is, is in your area and he's been making waves, you know, with the bench daddy and and the, the the crazy the first guy to really make these crazy bench shirts with the kind of like the band shirts why why isn't uh, Mike Womack on the roster he never benched 1000 pounds <laughs> all right that's fair what enough said, we need to talk about him <laughs> yeah so so you don't have any predictions on who's going to win you know is, is it just biggest bench or is Jimmy Cobb going to be rewarded cuz he's the lightest guy no, the guy's going to win is is going to be the guy that hits the biggest bench. That's who's going to win. I, I, I predict that right now. I mean, I, for myself, I, I I'm a big fan of Jimmy Cobb. I I think he's going to uh, 
He's gonna he's gonna put up some crazy number at this meet. <laughs> I really do. I, I I've been watching some of his Instagram videos. He's doing like one boards with like twelve hundred, thirteen hundred pounds, and I'm just like thirty for double last week. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. I really hope he gets you know healthily over eleven hundred at this meet. <laughs> I'm really looking I forward to it. I, yeah, it'd be sick. I want this. I want this show for people to be talking about for 10, 20 years. Do you remember that show down in Kingwood, Texas? Freaking nine yeah. guys benched over eleven hundred pounds. You think? <laughs> you think this is something that, if it's successful, be like an annual event that you'll run? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> why not? Now, now why just lifting it every time? I mean, I don't know, but dude, this is great for the sport. I mean, you know, all we've heard for the longest time is raw, 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 raw. No hating on Raw because, man, them guys are incredible. Julius is a freaking monster beyond monsters. And yep. everyone always wants to say, yo, well, what if he puts one on? What if he does? He may never do nothing. I mean, yep. remember when Spoto was on top of the world? Spoto told me he put a shirt on. The most he could do was 855, and he thought I was going to crush him. It's a whole other game. I'm not going to go try Raw. I'm, I'm too old. Them guys are young. It's a young man's sport and other things, but – I hate when they try to make the comparison because you're not really totally raw. But anyway, we're not going to have that subject. So there we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I was texting with um, with our buddy Blaine Sumner right before we had you on. I asked him if he was going to do the show. He's not giving us any information. What do you What do you think about Blaine's lift and um, benching 1,000 single ply in the IPF? I'm mad he got it before me. <laughs> Why don't you lift an awesome. IPF and just break the awesome. record? Um, well, no, to me, it's about who does it first, you know. I mean, it, it was incredible. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm excited to see if Lane does show up and, and goes multiply. I mean, uh, I think it's time for Blaine to blossom out of IPF, you know. I, I think IPF is great. I have no hate whatsoever. I, I don't like the fact that you tell lifters you can't go lift here or there. I mean, if it's about drug testing, drug test them every damn day. Who gives a shit? If they go to the meet, drug test them at the goddamn meet. If they fail the drug test, then kick them out. But don't kick them out just because they went somewhere else to lift. I think that's crazy. It's, it's not yeah. right. I mean, you know, you're not paying us. So, well, why should you tell people where they can't go and all that stuff? That's just my opinion. I mean, that's why I don't lift an IPF anymore. It's like, I want to go do these money shows and I'm going to go live where the hell I want. But actually there's a little bit more to it too. I mean, I should have been the first guy ever bench 800 in the IPF. I did that at their bench press nationals and they called me for touching too low when I've never been a belly presser, but the next year, Brian Siders <laughs> can touch his fucking belt. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> Listen, well, it's, you should, you should think about coming back because we got rid of, we got rid of that rule. You know, now you can bench as low as you want. Yeah, but I'm not a belly presser anyway. That's why it was bullshit. Yeah, Wait you can minute. wear your ends of boat. I'm the nicest guy in the world. I didn't get a gift there. Mindy, did you hear that? <laughs> I did not get a gift. In That's I didn't right. have like the we, record, though. Like, like we told you, this uh, this podcast is to air grievances. Um, I just I really want to ask you one question because we've talked about Brian a lot on this podcast. You know, we had Sherman Ledford on. I think you probably know Sherman Ledford from Quest and who coached Brian for a while. Um, to my Brian Sanders. Yeah, Brian Siders. I feel like when I was when I was coming up, and I'm a I'm a I was a young super heavyweight lifter in the USAPL. I idolized Brian, and uh, I saw that maybe you had had a little feud with Brian. Do you want to talk about that at all with us? Never had a feud with him. No. Why would he want? To? No, I never had a feud with him. <laughs> no, 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 no,
if, if anyone tried to say there was a feud with Brian, it would have been Sean Catterley trying to start shit. I, I have no problem with Brian Siders whatsoever. When I made a comment about the touch and low, that was a proven fact. Nothing against Brian. That's the rules of the Federation. Just yeah. like if you if you watch a lift and you're pissed off about the lift, don't get mad at the fucking lifter. The lifter's just a lifter. You can be mad at the judges. I've never had any beef. Brian. I've never talked to Brian in a negative situation at all. Now, Catterley would try to say things of saying this and that. Never had that comment. Never said anything disrespectful. Yeah. Same as Ryan Canelli. I'm very good friends with Ryan. I talk to Ryan often, and that dude tried to. I don't. I wish I never even said his name on your show. Yeah, that's a that's a throwback name. (laughs) (laughs) That's a throwback name. But I mean, he did run a lot of like these weird shows in Texas. Should be a trash name is what it should be. Yeah, yeah. We won't. We won't. You know, he's a he's a very uh, shady individual that used to run powerlifting meets, and we'll leave it at that. I'm telling Um, you now. I've never said nothing negative about Brian Siders. Me joking about the touch and belly thing is nothing against Brian. He's an incredible lifter. I used to be blown away when he'd squat in the weight, jump off his fucking back when he comes oh, up. Yeah. But no, I've never had any beef with that dude ever. So all right, well, you know what? I'm that. probably the only one. I'm probably the only one who thought that. So don't worry, we we cleared the air for you. Um, I think we're curious about, you know, every other week it seems like we see like you benching 1200 and Jimmy Cobb doing something crazy. Do you have a certain way you can explain to us how you set up your training and how you decide when you're going to hit these big lifts? Damn. Hey, man, my meat's coming up. We can't be talking about that. Um, <laughs> you know, I'll tell you my, my honest answer. I let my body tell me what to do. If I don't feel right, I back off. I work on speed. Every day is speed day, though. But, um, you know, there if you I go. feel right, I'm going to go crazy. It, it comes to a couple things. It comes to, is my body feeling right? And, and I hate to say it, it depends on if your freaking team shows up or not, you know? It's like every damn freaking Sunday, oh, we got eight people. Yeah, we're going to work out three people. What the freak happened, you know? Everyone's <laughs> got a life outside powerlifting. Not everyone can be like Tiny Meeker and think this is your life, you know? You know, it's to me, if, if you want to be the best, you, you got to make sacrifices and you got to, you know, you got to be there to train, train, train. And maybe I'm just a lot hungrier than some people are, but I only bench one day a week. I do legs one day a week. I do back one day, one day a week. The rest of the time I'm healing. I don't, I don't, I try my absolute best not to overtrain. And when I start to feel it, I completely back off. Yeah. Did you say you're doing a meet coming up? Am I doing a meet like lifting? Yeah. You said my meet's coming up. Yeah, are you talking March about March? Or you... March 20. What? Yeah. March the biggest, baddest okay. on the planet. I thought maybe you were gonna do a, like a knock knock some rust off meet. <laughs> I rest. I, I knock rust off every Sunday. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. All right. So, um, you guys have any questions about Tiny's training or anything like that? Yeah. So, um, I see, uh, you know, a lot of big benchers coming out of Westside Barbell, and uh, I run a similar type of training program for myself, and I've had a lot of success with it for bench. And uh, I was just wondering, like, do you really subscribe to hitting a max nearly every week? I- I'm going to admit as well that, I, you know, even on max effort day, I won't always hit a, a one rep max. But, uh, like, how often are you hitting one rep maxes on different lifts? And do you think that it's sometimes better to just, like, you know, do some reps on a certain exercise or stay raw for the day or whatever? Well, actually, if you watch most of my videos, most of the time I don't, I don't like doing singles. The only reason to turn to singles lately was because the labrum tear. So I try to do what I can to get it off me as fast as I can. 
and most time it's to me it's reps i want to feel the weight in my hands i want to feel my, my body feel that but um ne it's never is it every single week i want to go do that it's it's really like i said it's is the team there and is, how's my body feel and i can't there's no way i'd be able to do it every single week like that i, I would fall apart you know uh, mm -hmm. so we, even though I'm posting videos, this and that, you don't know what I'm really doing all the time. So, but there's, there's no way I could do it every week. Do you, uh, do you get into your shirt like mostly every week or do you like, you know, maybe every other week? Cause I see guys like, no, like Jimmy I'm, I'm will be in there every week. Every single week. Yes. I, mm -hmm. I, I, I'm in shirt almost every week, but like this week we backed off, did more, uh, bands and boards raw. And worked on that, and then at the very end, we actually threw a slingshot on and repped the living hell out of uh, 315 as many times as we possibly could with the with the 50 pound band hooked up to it as well. So, mm. uh, but that's supposed to be me recovering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the easy day. Does he tiny? Does the comp does the competition in March? Are you sanctioned that with a certain federation? What federation is going to have the IPA. sanction? Yeah, IPA. IPA. Yeah, it, it's on with the IPA bench press and deadlift worlds. Okay. So it'll be it'll be world judges and everything. It'll be official. What uh, I saw that most of your meets you did in a federation called Wobdel, and I remember Wobdel World Association of Bench and Deadlift. Yep. Is that not a federation anymore? Is that folded? It's still fed. Man, y'all gonna hate me. I gotta pee. <laughs> right, take it. Go ahead. We can We're cut it. We can, we can cut that again. <laughs> you can go. We'll edit it out and then we'll bring you back. Go We're ahead. You, You're drinking too much water. Funny. No, we <laughs> edit it. Yeah, we edit everything. <laughs> Man, I was like going to a club drinking beer kind of pee and I didn't even drink. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Uh, no worries. So, anyway, I was asking. Yeah, I was at. Don't worry, we'll edit that out. We um. Okay, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I was asking about the Wobdel Federation. It seems like you were in that. You were lifting in that federation a lot. Um, is there any reason you never did? Uh, well, I won't say never because I, I I don't have your high school list. But you you never wanted to be a three meet a uh, three lift meat lifter. I did three. I did three lifts in in uh, USAPL and huh? USAPL. I did, um, what else did I lift in? USPF. Uh, I started off in NASA also. I, did, I was doing three lift, uh, three meet lifts at first, but then I had my car wrecks and that's what changed everything. All right. Well, I, I'm looking at open power thing. It's got a lot of results and it has your best squad. It's 248 pounds. That doesn't list my 1102. Really? Yeah, that's that's another thing. But I, I we watched that video last night, so I knew that was there. I just thought that was a mistake. I've had long talks with them. It's like it's in the York Barbell Hall of Fame. It's on TV news, this and that. And the only reason they don't list it is because the meat director did not put the rec the lifts in. I'm like, I'm a freaking lifter. I'm not the damn meat director, you know. <laughs> yeah. And so, so here I'm trying to go you know, go seven years back to see get meat results. I mean, I can't. No one knows where it is. But it was a real freaking meat, and that's the yeah. place pissed off about it. So, you know, for so for open not to have everything on me, go figure. <laughs> yeah. So, what are your best uh, squat and deadlift numbers in the USAPL? Oh, or messed up. I can't believe you're doing that to me. Well, first of all, <laughs> you know when I did when I did the seven sixty one in USAPL, uh, 
I think the same meet I squatted. Oh no, no, because later on I did it. Uh, I squatted six oh six, and I'm and but you know when I did my ten seventy six, I did a push pull. So I did ten seventy six, and I pulled six oh six or six eleven on the same day. Raw. Nice. I didn't pull in a suit. Well, someone didn't hear that, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get the reason I don't squat anymore is simple. There ain't no way in hell. <laughs> safety bar only, right? I, I can squat over a thousand pounds safety squat bar, and there's plenty of videos to see me do that stuff. But yeah, I can't. I, I can't get my arms back to save my freaking life, man. It's it, I've done therapy and everything, even even you know going as wide as I can. Just I'm just too stiff. It ain't gonna happen. So uh, one of our friends. He's a big bencher, and he's going with, through labrum issues himself. Do you have any advice? And it sounds like you've recovered pretty well from all – you've gone through a lot of injuries. You've gone through a lot of hardships. Like, what advice do you have for, uh, for like, overcoming stuff like that? So, if it's cool to talk about I, – I sell a supplement called GLC2, GLC2000, yeah. Acustatin Pro, and MSM, all by GLC Direct. I've been with them for over 15 years. It is an incredible product as long as you're not allergic to shellfish. If you're allergic to shellfish, I got to tell you, have a nice day. This stuff is unfreaking believable. If you take it the way it's supposed to be taken, within days you'll feel the effects. Within two weeks, you'll be an absolute shock. So you might have a bad shoulder. Next to you know, your back feels better. Defaciatus goes away. I have people that were bedridden with arthritis that are working out again. It is the same product for a $30 million racehorse, just a different label. And, and it's for show, for dogs as well. And just so y'all know, it's Olympic certified, so you can take it in the IPF as oh, well. Oh, we're into so it. <laughs> horses and dogs, we're into yeah, it. You, yeah, you you had me sold on the horses, sure to be honest with you. 30 million dollar racehorses, exact same product, different label. And the funny part is, your dogs will think it's a treat and go crazy. It's like... <laughs> oh, nice. Like, ah! Yeah. Cool. So we'll anyway. have to get some of that for Louie. Yeah. <laughs> but, right now we're taking also, uh we we have some joint about, flex. I talk about icing. I ice every single day. Doesn't matter if I work out or not, I ice my shoulders, I ice my back, my legs, but I ice my shoulders every day, never over 20 minutes, sometimes twice. Um I do a lot of therapy on Tuesdays and Fridays, so I get a lot of deep tissue, I do ultrasounds, sometimes acupuncture or shock treatment. Uh I don't do too many adjustments, but a lot, a lot of therapy, deep tissue stuff. Um, he has a lot of different types of ultrasound stuff he runs on me too. But if you want to do what we do, you got to make sure you stay healthy and re- help yourself recover and stuff. The best way to do it. But that's what I do for your shoulders and shoot baskets. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, y'all think I'm joking. I'm dead serious. The shooting baskets is part of my therapy. Uh, when I was first getting back out there doing it, I couldn't do any hook shots. Now I can do my hooks with both arms. So nice. uh, that's all part of the process. Of we'll have to get a hoop back. in the driveway. We need a hoop. Huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> need a, yeah. Um, how tall are you, Tiny? 6'9". Five, 5'9"? Nine. <laughs> five, nine? <laughs> they, okay. Hey, they didn't laugh. I'm the only one. Damn, I thought I had y'all for a minute. 5'9". All right. Is that where the nickname Tiny is from? Nope, because every time I stand beside someone, you look tiny. That's why my name's Tiny. Oh, yeah, good stuff. Yeah, five nine is not short, man. Five nine is at. I'd, lo- got- I'd love to be five nine. Yeah, exactly. 
We'll hug it out, man. We'll hug it out. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I just got a couple funny questions for you. You know, I'm I'm looking through your history of of competitions, and believe me, this comes from a place of love because I'm the same way. You know, you've bombed out of a lot of meets, Tiny. What what yeah, do you sure think? Did. Yeah, do you think that's just a part of what you do? Is the DQs well, okay for for almost two years? It was a process. Now. I'm going to tell you another reason why you're going to see a lot more guys benching this kind of weight. It ain't just because of the damn shirts, okay? The thing is, back in the old days, the most I could ever put on a bar in a gym was 855 pounds back in the old Bally's Total Fitness. So to go to these meets and you're trying to bench nine, it's the only time I could fill that weight. So I go to, I do a show almost every month just to fill 900 pounds. And it just <laughs> wasn't working because you're, you're in a contest mode, you're not in training. And one day I'm at a show and I'm at an APA meet in Houston, Tom McCullough's show. And a, a, a guy walks up to me, Hey, you're tiny meeker. I said, yes, I am. He introduced himself. He tells me, uh, he asked me if I'm, if I'm looking for sponsors. And I go, sponsors, always looking for sponsors. What you got? And he goes, well, what you need money? And he goes, uh, equipment. I go equipment. What do you mean equipment? He goes, well, I build gyms. I go, Oh, really? I go, can you give me a thousand pound weight set? He goes, yeah, I can do that. Next show. We go to Bench America, and that's the show. And my opener was 860. And I told Ryan and a bunch of other people, you got something coming this show. Just wait, because I'll show they let Ryan in for Bench America. And uh, my opening lift, my shirt started tearing as I'm coming down. And before it, it blew, and before I touched, the head judge yells, take it. His shirt's tearing, which is bullshit. He should let me go down, and if it popped, it popped, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so I blew it up for the crap. And I get up and and again, we're we're in the years where Tiny was crazy and going mad because I felt so disrespected on things. If I go backstage and I did the dumbest thing I could have done, I switched shirts. And when I, and then Bench America three, if you miss your first two lifts, you're out of the show. So um I um I, I missed the lift and man, I ain't gonna lie to you, I went freaking nuts in the back. I, I mean, I was so ready for this show. I, I really, really felt disrespected these days and I just wanted to make a name for myself. So the next meet is Scott Mendelson's meet the, uh, you know, his cash meet at the fit expo in LA. And man, I'm telling you, I came prepared to kill my open lift was 870, And it was the funniest thing you ever saw in your life. Everybody in the back was running, changing shirts, funny as hell. So everyone's <laughs> And I That's go for happens. Scott's world record. This is what this is where me and Scott get that fun. So Scott's world record is 914 at 308. So I go for 915 to chip it and go down and get the press man to come up. I just miss locking out and I get up and Scott goes, You were that close, big man, in my face. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great impression. Here comes the crazy side. I go, The fuck you just say? I go 945 and I storm off the stage. And he's like, What? And I go downstairs, and I mean, I'm, I'm going back going crazy. And he puts his head out, and he goes, you know, because it's kilos. He goes, hey, Tiny, you went 947? Whatever the fuck's under 945 just all the fucking bar. Sorry, but that's how I really was talking at the show. I was pretty pissed that's off. That's all right. That's how we so, talk here. So everybody's coming. They're missing their lifts. And uh, Ryan's about to go, and Ryan's going for 903. If he hits it, he takes the lead. Okay? And, you know, we're, we're, we're lifting for 5,000. Well, Ryan misses it. And my, my lift left guy turns around and he's about to say you won. But before you can say, whoa, I said, shut up. It ain't over yet. Wrap me. And I went up, got the, got the lift 
Put down, press, come up, lock it out. I get a rack come in, I'm putting a rack. I stand up, look at the lights, and it goes red, white, red. And I was like, huh? And the side judge gets up and asks Gordon CNT, did you say rack it or take it? He goes, I said, rack it. Oh, three white lights. Oh, boom. Oh, Tiny, runs off. Tiny runs <laughs> off the stage, go to his back. I told you I had something coming. I grab a crown, put it on my head. Hey, there's that crown right there. <laughs> I ran on stage. I said, "Gonna be the king." <laughs> Scott hugged me, congratulated me, gave me a check. Scott always paid, by the way. Thank you, Scott. Always pay. Give me my check. I go home. Two weeks later, I get a call from Scott. Bro, bro. Hey, man. It's cool. You won the show, Fair Square. You did eight seventy. You got the money. But you know it'd be really good for the sport if you went back and took that lift away because you know the you know you didn't lock out nine forty two and I said what did you say? And he goes, Bro, <laughs> come on, man. I said, hey man, the last I checked, that was your bench on your stage on your platform at your fucking contest. Fuck you and your record. Click. <laughs> <laughs> That's an and awesome then, story, man. Next time me and Scott see each other, we hug each other until we love each other. We move on in our life. But true story. Well, the record just kept going up. That's an awesome story. We we appreciate but, but stories serious, like for that. For two years, I was bombing almost every show, but I knew what I was doing. And the best part of it, Enzer was supporting me the whole time because you know I'm I'm bombing, don't look good. People are hating on me. They oh he's always going too heavy. There was a reason behind it. So now you got all these gyms around here. They got much more better equipment. There's a lot of gyms with kilo sets in it. Everyone's got better bars, better benches. I mean, nothing gets Blaine, but Blaine might have been the first guy to ever lift on a freaking Donnie Thompson pad for a lift in, in the IPF or USA oh, yeah. or whatever. I was if there. You don't think that, that, yeah, but if you don't think that pad makes a difference, you're out of your freaking mind. I know that it does. My best, tool, my best two totals ever were when that pad was at the meet. <laughs> USAPL <laughs> brought that pad. And, and that, that takes nothing away from Blaine because his lift's still legit. It's it's great. But I'm telling you, the equipment definitely changed the sport. Bars. I mean, God, man. You know, that's another thing that a lot of people don't understand why I had so many bomb outs. If you go back and look at all these videos of the bombs, people would go, oh, his shirt's too tight. My shirt ain't too tight. I could touch 600 pounds in the same shirt I bench 1,000. The bar is bent so freaking bad, I can't touch. I'm sitting there. You know, my hands are going below what I should be yeah. touching, mm. you know, and then and, and, it, and it flies right up. But then we start coming out with better bars. Next thing you know, here I am touching every show, you know. So yeah. the bars are better, kilo sets, benches, just everything's much better now. Yeah, so, yeah, that that is a good point. I mean, even we have a kilo set behind us in our basement, so. <laughs> but, you know, a follow-on question to that is, are you concerned about the show you're running um, and the way it's run with the money, you know, and, and we go to the, and this is, this is every bench meet. We go to the IPF bench meet at the Arnold and 75% of the guys bomb out myself and, included. Yeah. And I bombed, <laughs> I bombed that show before opening too heavy in my Inzer bolt. But, um, are you concerned that for, for a crowd friendly and entertainment show that there might be too many bomb outs at, a, at, at the type of meet you're running? Honestly, no. Um, you know, one thing I told all the guys when I called them and, and invited them, um, there's only a couple I haven't talked to on the phone directly. And really the only two I haven't talked to 
who most of the guys gave me kind of a verbal, I'm, I'm not going to say who did or didn't yet, but um, mm-hmm. I, I don't think that's right. So they do my uh, invitation we sent out and I get that back in the mail, then I'll tell you that part. But what I told everyone is this, every single thing in, in this meet is the exact same in a warmer room. You're going to have kilo sets in a warmer room. You're going to have the same bar that's on the stage. It's going to be in the warmer room. Same bench is going to be on stage and be in the warmer room. There is nothing that's going to be different. You know, you brought up Wobdle, and I didn't know if you were going to ask me why I don't lift there anymore either. A lot of it had to. I love Wobdle. I love the competition. But I, I hate going to meets where the warmer room is completely different than what's on the platform. You know, don't don't let, let me warm up on a different pad. And then I come out here and there's a different pad here. The weights are different. You know, I understand there's kilos and there's pound plates. But when you're doing the crazy stuff I'm doing, you got to have the right damn plates in the back or I can't do what I want to do, you know. So in that aspect, no, I, I think most of the guys here are going to put on a great show. I feel there's not going to be as many bomb mounts as most people want. Plus, if people start wearing these other type of shirts. It's easier. You know, yeah. yeah. I don't want to necessarily say easier. My honestly got feeling on the shirt. Sometimes I worry more about spotters and loaders than I do the lifters. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy weight. These guys are messing with, and you know, you got nine guys all going way over. I'm going to do my absolute best to have the best crew in the world. I have to can, you know, protect everyone and do their job. So, you know, that's hey, we'll come down and do some spotting. Yeah, I I, I would down. love to come to the meet. All down, spotters and loaders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, one one thing I did want to talk to you about is um single ply, and uh, we've been doing a lot of talking about the Inzer bolt uh, on the show, and it's because you know most of our lifters lifters are single ply lifters, and uh, Inzer just you know kind of re released a single ply bolt. And it's a crazy looking shirt, and we bought them, and we're trying to figure out if they're legal or not. But back in 2013, I was right. You're talking about the newer bolt one. The newer bolt, yeah, the newer single ply bolt. Yeah, so I know that seven years ago, around 2013, I was wearing them in IPF meets, and you were wearing them as well. And uh, I blew out more than a few. Did you blow out uh, any bolts? Honestly, I never blew out any. Um, My problem for me. Which was a lot. Another thing about bomb outs too was um, I was always trying to do every damn show in the world. I would never stay consistent in one damn shirt. So a lot of times when I decided to go back to the bolt, I was already in my super duper days and I was used to a fill and everything else. So when I put that bolt on, the, the only times I used it a couple of times in a meet, I was attempting over a thousand pounds. So again, we're going back to bar bending, not be able to touch, but. I never blew any of them out. Never even had a tear in my bolts. Uh, I probably still have mine to this day. Just haven't put nothing on like that in a while. Um, yeah. But, you know, once I switched out of single ply and went into the super duper stuff and phenom, man, I almost never wanted to go back because it was just so much more comfortable. It was all about yeah. comfort for me. For sure. Um, you know, you, you've done a lot of meets. Have you ever thought about... Um, like stuff like Gene did and, and some other lifters did is travel and bench in Russia or Asia. Have you ever been invited to any of those shows overseas or have you yeah. done that? Man, I thought you thought you were looking at my stats. I my said, you got a hundred, you got a hundred meets on here. I can't make. <laughs> yeah. I went, dude, I got two great stories about Russia. I mean, uh, the first year I went in there, uh, is when I was still trying to get to 1102. And I did a high 900 or something there. I think it was like 970 or something. But the second year we went back, 
we um, we thought we had three year uh, visas and uh, we, we kind of made a boo boo. We only had a, I guess a three month or something. So we go back the next year. <laughs> my partner Bob White was going to go on an earlier flight uh, that day or the day before or something. And I was getting a massage and, and I get out and my phone's just going crazy. And I, I call him up. He goes, Hey man, I can't get on the plane. I go, what do you mean you can't get on the plane? He goes, our visas are expired. And I was like, what? So anyway, long story short, you know, we were supposed to leave, I think on Tuesday, get there Thursday. I leave on Thursday. I don't get there till Saturday. I got, I got, I got a uh, frozen in in Turkey because uh, Russia was having a big blizzard and stuff. By the time I get there and walk out of customs, my contact goes, Tiny, you have two hours to be on the platform. And I go, what? He goes, you got two hours to be on the platform. And I go, you mean two hours to be at the, the meeting? He goes, no, on the platform. And I said, man, I got to take a shower. Come on, man. I mean, I've been traveling this long. Please just let me run by the hotel. I'll be fast. So anyway, go to the hotel, I take a shower, get in the car. I pass out in the car because I'm exhausted. We get there. We get out of the car. We're walking in. They have a coffee, a little coffee store. I said, hey, can I get some espresso? And they go, want some espresso? I go, yes. I go over there. Get some espresso. She goes, you want espresso? Yeah. Give me four shots. You want four shots? I go, yeah. She goes, you want cream of sugar? Yeah. Load, load that shit up. <laughs> <laughs> my, my opening lift beat everyone by 200 pounds. True there story. You go, man. That's and, awesome. And then, I, then, then I was supposed to go for, I wanted a 415 kilos. And I told him 415. I get the lift and I come down. I go, man, that feel kind of heavy. So come back and try it again. And again, I was like, man, that feels heavy. And then, you know, I missed it. And I turn around, I go, is that 415? He goes, 415? I go, yeah. He goes, no, 451. <laughs> <laughs> it feels heavy as shit. <laughs> and they were like, you want to go again? I said, nah, I'm done. <laughs> Damn. That's a but great been, story. Yeah, I've been to Russia, been to Finland. Finland was a horrible story. Uh, I went there after my father died, and it was 30 grand on the line. And really, all I did was bench 800 pounds. I would have got $15,000 probably. And uh, I was there with Hoff, first time me and Hoff competing against each other. And um, again, like I said, right after my dad died, probably mentally wasn't there, should, probably shouldn't have done it. But I was thinking, hey, easy payday, right? And they're warming up. It's kind of like what I was telling you about my show is they're warming up and everything is with um, kilo uh, bumpers, kilo bumpers in the warm-up room. And I <laughs> oh swear to God, God you look it looks like everybody benches 800 pounds. I'm like, God damn, everyone's fucking strong here. So I was like, I better lower, lower my opener. So I lowered my opener to, at the time, I, th I think I said 937, which to me, that's a low opener. I mean, I opened shows before that with a thousand. And uh, my last lift, I just wanted to touch 930 to see if it'll touch. And my guys were supposed to take it off me. So I come down, I touch, no one grabs it. So I throw it up. Right then I should have dropped my opener. And uh, go out there, and three times in a row, I got a press command, got a rat command, all three times, three red lights. Was it locked out? I'll be honest, probably not. But hey, you know, it is. I didn't get a gift that day. But, yeah, uh, no <laughs> gifts that day. Yeah, see, Scott lied. I don't get a gift everywhere. Uh, went to Great Britain. That was a absolute mess. They lost my bags, and that was horrible, horrible, horrible trip. But yeah, those are the places I went out. To. What what federations are are they all different federations or is that one one specific one? Which one? Uh, I think I think Russia's MPC or something. I can go find the award and tell you what nah. it says. But uh, Great Britain was a GPC, 
I'm not sure what Finland was. Yeah, no, it's int- I, I think it's it's cool when big lifters like you have have gone overseas because I've done it a lot too, and Blaine, like you know, I'm good friends with Blaine, and we've done a lot of the same competitions, and it's just a totally different level and totally changes the game from you know competing at your you know in your home gym or stayed away, and we've all done it, but um, that's awesome that you've done that. Um, I, 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 I think I'm going back again too. I, um, you know, if this thing works out, hopefully it'll kick me in another gear to go start having some fun, run around and put on some shows again, you know, lift big, but you know, there's another part of me just kind of wants to ride the ride and go enjoy life and be happy. Yeah. It's, it's, it's addicting. It's fun, man. But, uh, I got, I, I got at least my last question. Uh, you know, I don't know about the guys I really want to know other than tiny Meeker, who's your favorite powerlifter of all time? Oh man, you know, no matter what, my idol was Anthony Clark. You know, uh, one thing I learned from Anthony um, when I did my first show at Hyde Park Gym in Austin out of high school, um, I did I did a four fifty one, I think it was, but I wanted to bench over five that day, so I was really disappointed I didn't hit a five hundred. And um, here I, I knew Anthony, but I didn't know Anthony really, really well. And Anthony was there. He benched, I think, 600 for like eight reps or something, which is kind of funny because you know, later on I did my rep. But uh, here's Anthony. He really don't know me. And he sits there and talks to me about 10, 15 minutes. I got the whole thing on video talking about things I should change in my training, do this more, that more. And I just thought it was the coolest thing in the world. And I said, man, you know what? Anytime someone walks up, talks to me, I'm going to be like that guy. Because, you know, you're, you're the future, you know, you want this sport to stay positive. I mean, here I am talking trash about some of the things that went on. It may sound kind of negative, but I don't care. Scott said some of the shit he said to me. To me, it's motivation for me to go have fun and, and, and do what I do. So I take those kind of things in a different way. But I always want to be positive. You know, people want pictures. I could be all jacked up, ready to go. And someone walk up, hey, you take a picture of my daughter? Sure. But Anthony, <laughs> come on, man. When that dude walked in the room, his little five six five seven i mean he turned people's heads because he was so massive you know but he was always super polite and he always went crazy heavy yeah anthony clark's a good one man that's 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 an awesome idol to have we we're young but we know as much about anthony clark as you can know if you're a 30 year old moron powerlifter so (laughs) (laughs) what about you You got any you guys got anything else for tiny another story by anthony real quick though yeah oh yeah Please. When I was first coming up on my 800 pound bench in the single ply, um, I, I was at Anthony's brother's place in, in uh, Clear Lake and it's called G force. And uh, I'm sitting there talking to Anthony and we're talking about the shirt, how about bench 800. And I said, Hey, Anthony, since you brought up the conversation earlier, I go, I go, what do you think it would have been like if you had these shirts in your prime? And Anthony just smiled and goes, those would be some big lifts. That's all he said. <laughs> you know, he didn't down the shirts and, and that's why I'm not going to down Will's lifts. I mean, be some big lifts. I mean, we can all put the same thing on, see with what we all do if we want to, or we can keep on wearing what we're wearing and keep on spanking the record and say maybe they're not better. You know, I mean, I'm not going to hate equipment. Equipment's going to come and go. Cars get better tires, better engines. Shoes make better shoes for track and basketball and football. Oh, yeah. It's all sport. We love equipment. But uh, yeah, Anthony. I, Anthony was wearing a, I don't know, blast shirt and he was benching reverse grip and we just started reverse grip in our training just because Anthony 
was doing it and we've been we've been doing it pretty often just to train what was that now did you do it because Anthony did it or just to this Jimmy day what was that did you really do it because Anthony did it or because Jimmy's doing it Jimmy well, Jimmy saw yeah. us doing well, it well actually <laughs> yeah. We're doing it because Vikov, Vitkov. I'll tell you why we really did it. I mean, we we we're big (laughs) Anthony Clark fans, but we were at a meet in Dubai last year, IPF Worlds, and um, the the best two six two sixty five lifter in the world. This guy Alexei Bykov from Ukraine. He told us to do it in training, so we started to do it. So we start posting on the internet. Hey, we're adding this to our training and showing pictures of Baikov and saying, this is why we're doing it. We talked about it on the podcast and uh, all of a sudden everybody's doing reverse grip bench. So, you know, including Jimmy, but Jimmy probably came up with it on his own. He's like in his own world and we love that guy, but it just so happened. Everybody started doing it. But obviously when he told us to do it, um, we thought of Anthony right away. So yeah, I'll tell you, see. won't be doing it. Tiny Meeker. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck turning those hands around. Yeah. It's tough at first. You I, get used to it. I, it. Well, I can't turn my hands around. I can't hold the ball like that. <laughs> in, in the old days, when we all first started, we all did close grip, reverse, uh, wide wide grip, and regular grip. We, we did that in all of our training, and we would figure out what our weakness is, and then we attack that weakness like crazy to make it better. Uh, but funny thing about Anthony, again, when you're talking about reverse – there's an interview with uh, Michael Hearn and he's interviewing Anthony and he asked Anthony why the reverse grip? Cause if you don't know much about Anthony, when he first started, he was a close grip bencher. So his first 600 as a teenager was a close grip bench. I mean, really close, you know? And uh, basically what he said, he goes, he goes, well, when your bench reverse, it's all lap. There's just basically all lats and triceps. And, you know, if you ever looked at Anthony, he had a big gigantic freaky back and a big old, big old freaking triceps. So that's why he did it. But, if you also go back in those days, everyone else did the old bodybuilder style bench and everyone was tearing their pegs and all that. Well, now here's Anthony. There's Tiny Meeker. Yeah. So I basically <laughs> just took one. You know, I mean, I think that's something about me is I've been blessed around some good people that knew form and technique real well. And that's, I think, got me to where I needed to be a lot faster was the fact that I was learning good form from the get-go, you know, with keeping your elbows in and all that stuff like a reverse bench. So, anyway. <laughs> Anthony was ahead of his time, I guess. Yes. <laughs> so, with multiply lifting, it seems like there's a, a whole lot of different federations. And in, um, I guess, single ply and raw, it seems like the USAPL and the USPA and there's there's a bunch of other ones that are smaller. Wobble. And wobble. wobble. <laughs> but I guess in multiply do you think it would be helpful to get more consolidated? I know there's a bunch of, you know, a bunch of different feds all over the place and some people think it's like less uh validity to the sport. Do you think it would be helpful to have well like a more consolidated fed? Raw, I mean, single ply, I mean you got NASA single ply, you got Wabil single ply and double ply. There's a lot of feds that have different categories. I think the problem with the sport altogether is every time you turn around, there's another freaking federation and another federation. I mean, you got, I don't want to name names, but you got, you got a bunch of ones that just popped up probably in the last couple of years again. And it just keeps on going. It's all about money. You know, someone's yeah. going to make money. So why are they going to close their federation so you can single it out? But that's what really should happen. <clears throat> see you know 
it's it's funny. People were talking about non-sanctionings and this and that. I mean, as far as I know, Bench America was non-sanctioned. You know, I don't think there was no sanction behind that show. It was, but they brought in the best of the best for, and you had to qualify your different federations to get there. I think it'd be cool if we had more meets like that where it's money involved to bring everyone in. Then you really do find out who the best is, and you have qualifications no matter what federation you're in. You know. So then when you show up, you'll figure out if you really are that guy or not. I mean, they're all different shows, you know? Yeah, it just seems like every few years, you know, there's an unsanctioned meet or or a meet that just happens to be whatever fed that everybody decides they're going to do. And there's really no rhyme or reason. Like, I just remember in 2006, there was that raw meet in Massachusetts that, like, Donnie Thompson did. Brian Siders did, Sam Bird, Mike Miller. And it just seemed like, what was that? The Mountaineer or Mountain Cup, whatever, yeah. Yeah, well, there's those. And, and there, was this, there was this one thing they had at UMass Amherst, which is in our, you know, we're up in Boston. It just seems like every few years there's this one meet that everybody decides they're going to do. And hopefully your meet is like that too. And everybody decides to do it. Yeah, it was I called really the, hope, I, it was called it the NURB, work. Tiny. Do you remember the NURB? <laughs> the nerve I, I remember that now i'm trying to remember who's who was doing that show though but i remember that too yeah yeah that's the one donnie did raw and it was awesome but well, i don't know. You know if you if you look at the the fed that i did the 1102 in that's actually uh reed boucher's federation who put on all the biggest bench on the river meets which you know a lot of them yeah, the best of the best ever lifted that show yeah jesse kellum freaking dave waterman J.M. Blakey. I'm not positive. I think Mindy may have been down there before, but Gary Frank, myself, Dwayne Neely, uh, Bobby Lights, John Stewart, Patrick Parnell, uh, Jack Mann. You know, this this was in freaking New Roads, Louisiana, a little bitty summer town on the False River. He had every freaking who's who in the world at that show every year. And uh, man, you know, who, who, who ever heard of Cajun Hardcore Powerlifting? But that was Reed's Meats. <laughs> You just got to have the perfect storm and offer the lifters some, some money or something, I guess. Yeah. 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 Maybe it's so splintered that it doesn't people. even matter. Yeah. I think that's yeah. kind of the case really. And, and especially in, in multiply and raw that people are just looking to hit the biggest money meet like the, the current, the U S current open that pulled a lot of lifters into that federation. I think that's what kind of drove the USPA for a while and uh, same thing with WPO, uh, you know, they were giving out money and stuff. So I'm hoping that some of these big money meets will kind of, in a way, unite, uh, you know, multiply. And I really hope that gear in general just becomes more popular again because it's way more exciting, in my opinion. Well, the standard I hope I'm doing is I, it's all great to get money to win. But it's another whole thing is you qualify for something. Why can't you get paid? lift and I, I didn't want to give out money at weigh-ins way i was first kind of making this thing it was like oh just show up you'll it's like you show up oh i got hurt my shoulder i can't lift where's my money you know no <laughs> I, I, what you're supposed to do what qualified you to get in the show i don't care if you hit it or not at least attempt it you can walk away with thousand dollars but you know hopefully in the long run that money keeps getting higher and higher too so you will see more bigger better lifters that will i mean we don't know if Blaine's going to do it or not, but I guarantee the fact that there's money involved to just come is a reason to, to maybe get Blaine to come. And I, and I hope he does. I mean, Blaine's a 
he's going through some massive injuries himself. And, and uh, you know, when you start getting these injuries, you know, who, who knows how much longer you're going to be around. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I got a, I got a feeling just the way that the mind of the bench presser works, we're going to see a lot of thousand pound openers. <laughs> why, why, why waste, why waste your time with a uh, 900? Exactly. <laughs> this is, you know, we got friends in the USAPL like, you know, Jonah Leo and, and, uh, other big benchers, Tim Anderson and Jeff Snyder. And, and, uh, I know they wouldn't open under a thousand if they were at this meet. So I don't expect yeah. any less. <laughs> yeah. Jeff used to train with me way back in the days too, believe it or not. Yeah. Jeff's a Texas uh, guy. It, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny. Um, years ago, when, when I did the 1102, um, the shows before that I kept opening with like, um, a thousand or high nines and it was always not getting whatever. And then I watched Hoff lift at a show and he opened up a thousand pounds. And I said, well, damn, if he can open up a thousand, I could open up with 1080. And my team's <laughs> like, what? Like, yeah, I'll open up a 1080. And that day my opener was 1080. I smoked it. It was fast as hell. And then I went to 1102. A lot of people know this. I actually missed 1102 on the first attempt. I dumped it. Then I came back and hit it. And then I missed 1135 after that. Bet you, bet you open power I, up and didn't say that. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know what? We just keep talking and I just keep getting ideas for questions. I got to know, you know, I know you didn't, you didn't want to trash anybody. You didn't want to do some, just so our listeners know, Tiny's a great guy. doesn't want to do hot or not with us. He's very professional. He's a professional guy, but I got to know what you think of the Dave Hoff, um, bench press when uh you know we were all looking at powerlifting watch and he was getting accused of putting boards or wraps under his bench shirt what do you think of that my, my feelings are you know actually since you brought him up there was actually a lifter in, in finland that me and dave thought was doing that and me and dave made sure that guy's equipment was checked because we saw his videos where something clearly was underneath him and stuff um you know I don't think it should ever be done. And, and to be honest, some of these uh, shirts we're seeing now, the fronts are so damn thick that it actually looks like there's a pillow underneath their shirts. Um, and it's actually the shirt. It, so, you know, there, there's a lot of, I don't know, man. You know, I hate seeing that because I'm the guy that wasn't touching so many times and, you know, you don't like seeing stuff like that, but. I don't know anything about Dave. I just know me and Dave were going after another guy. We want to make sure he wouldn't do it at a show. Yeah. Dave's, Dave's going to be at the show. Don't worry. I know he'll show up for the money. <laughs> He's a competitive uh, guy. I, I, I honestly hope so. Uh, I mean, no matter what, that's a bad, 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 bad mofo. You, you know, you take, you know, if I could have Blaine and Dave in the same room at the same show, I don't give a fuck. They're just bench pressing. That's yeah, the baddest powerlifters ever walked the planet, man. You'll be a legend you know, just for that. <laughs> hey, besides, you know, I want Dave to show because I, I need to redeem myself. Because first time Dave got me, so now it's my turn to, to take it back. So, listen, if you talk to Dave, me. if you talk to Dave, tell him to answer our messages. We're trying to get him on here. Well, you're gonna have to wait till the WPO is over. Yeah, uh, I know. I could, I, he's he's one of the people I didn't get to talk to because he's so focused on the show. Uh, so I wish him the best. Hopefully, he stays healthy yeah. and. Hopefully we see an insane new total. He looked strong yeah, we, as shit on his bench the other day. He did look strong. Oh my god, we, he looked strong. We uh, 
we love Dave and we know he's crazy. So we want to get him on here to say some crazy stuff. So we've been trying. <laughs> what's, what's funny about Dave? Yeah. For, for my times around Dave, a lot of times he's real quiet. And, but Showtime, that's a whole nother beast. And that's what's fun about him. You know, me, Showtime and, you know, Showtime, I'm, I'm a psychotic, pretty person. After, as soon as I'm done, woo, happy as can be, you know, goof yeah. off, have some fun. We'll get him worked up if we get him on here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you yeah, know what's one on. thing about my show? <laughs> that's going to be one insane warm-up room. Can you imagine? Yeah. I'm going to have to have police back there keeping people out because the warm-up room is just going to be freaking nuts. I guarantee that. Where is Kingwood in relation to like a major city in uh so it's in it's in Houston, Texas. So you'll fly into Bush Intercontinental, which is IAH, and it's only 15 minutes from the airport. So the Mead Hotel is 10, and then the, the place is right down the street. Uh, All right, we'll see you there. Yeah, we might have to come. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but well, Homewood Suites is the Mead Hotel. There's there's a shuttle for the airport, shuttle for the facility itself too. Uh, just let everyone know the facility. Pray, pray, pray. COVID doesn't go off go off again uh right now they can hold 500 chairs they can go up to 750 chairs but i told them i said no i want 500 chairs on standing room only up for that uh, i want this place just to be packed as much as i can and and just have us put on the most incredible show that you'll ever remember you know sad part is the, the raw guys should have had the most incredible show on tv my biggest thing on this show is no freaking misloads you know yeah uh, i i had a Y'all get a kick out of this. So I had a, uh, a big name lifter contact me and try to mention some other names, some other celebrity guys. He's like, you ought to get them to judge. I said, no. I said, let's think about this for a second. I go, almost every major show that's happened with some celebrity judge, there's been a misload. Tiny Meeker's 1250, Gene Wright judging. And I, I know it was his fed, but that's a 1250 misload when you're supposed to bench 1,050. Y'all look at me like y'all didn't know that. Y'all didn't know that? <laughs> no, yeah. I didn't know that. Wow. Are y'all kidding that's me? A, that's Auto a ridiculous plastic. misload. 200 pounds? Oh, Auto my God. Plastic. The first year we finally get back on the, on the main stage, I got a 1250 misload. How'd it feel? Huh? <laughs> How'd it feel? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. There was a lot of craziness coming to this show, and, and, and I don't mind talking about it because I finally got to apologize to last year. I think this was in 2016. Um, I, I already did 1102. So, yeah, I did my 1102 already. Anyway, so when I come into weigh-ins, I get asked by Dan Dag if, if me and Gene are cool. And I go, cool? What do you mean cool? He goes, what do you mean? You know, are you cool? I said, I don't understand the question. I don't even know him. I mean, I met, I know who he is, but I don't know him. So how, how are we cool? It's kind of like you asking me, Brian Siders. I know Brian, but I don't have no, I don't know who, I don't have a conversation with him. I got yeah. nothing bad to say about Brian. So anyway, so he walks over and, uh, and I, I see, you go, Hey, there's Gene. What's going to say hi? I walk up. Hey, Gene, how you doing? He does this, you know, and I go, <laughs> well, I guess we're not cool. And he goes, Oh, we're not, we're not going to have him judge you. So, and I really don't mind saying this whole thing because to me it was total freaking bullshit. So they told me he's not going to judge. That was on, I guess, Saturday. Sunday comes that morning. We're in the back warming up and Dan Dave walks up and goes, Hey, tiny. Uh, we just talked to Gene last night. Don't worry. He's going to judge. Everything's going to be okay. And he turns around to walk off. 
And I'm there. I got the West Side guys over there kind of helping me out, spotting me and stuff. And I turned to them and I said, the principal just talked to the bully. And I said, they were like, what? I said, yeah, the principal just talked to the bully. I got a funny feeling about today. So we had to open up at 800 that day. Every, every big lifter had to open up eight. And the, other, the smaller guys, I think, opened either with six or seven. That part I'm not sure on. But anyway, there's guys not touching. There's guys not locking out. There's uneven lockouts. Every lift is passing. And I'm like, wow, this is pretty interesting. They really don't want everyone to bomb. Tiny's turn. <laughs> Remember the guy gets every get. So I got the world record for repping 800. Shouldn't be hard, right? I go down, get a press command, and I blow it up. I'm not going to lie to you. As soon as I got a rack command, my left arm slightly went forward. I already got the rack command. I get up, three red lights. Oh, wow. Guess I got to do 800 again. Dan Day walks by and goes, no, Tiny, it's okay. Do your do your thing. So, so my guys with me are like, no, nah, man, stick to the plan. You know, screw that. So we're going to go 1050. So lifter before me going is Womack. He misses 950. All you have to do is add, you know, 100 pounds to the bar. So you want to know how it feels. So I come up, I get the lift off, and, you know, my guys will always go up, out, get off. And as soon as they got off, I was like, holy shit. I'm like biting my (laughs) mouthpiece. I throw it right back in the rack. Nothing says get up and look at the bar. I'm like, man, am I laying down wrong? What the freak, you know? And I'm trying Mm -hmm. to get my feet set. I can't even get my feet down. I'll get to what happened there. And, And all I'm thinking in my head is, you know, hurry up, time, time. You know, I'm thinking time. Yeah, yeah, it's hard like, to slow down. I'm like, wait, give it to me, you know, and they come out again, up, out, get off. And when they get off, and there's a start command, by the way. So I'm holding it, and they go start. And I'm like, I mean, it, it, it's freaking hurting. So I'm coming down, going down, going down. I'm, I'm, I'm starting about to touch, and I swear to God, I thought my chest was going to explode. And I was like, no, nah, and they grab it. And I get up, and I can't breathe. I'm on the corner of the stage and I'm like, oh my God, you know, what the freak? And uh, someone starts yelling, hey, Tiny, it's a misload. And here's me. What? Yeah, my ears are popped, you know, <laughs> from the yeah, pressure. Man. And he's going, I go, misload, what do you mean misload? He goes, 1250 in the bar. And I'm not even clicking what he's saying. 1250, what? And he's like, 1250 on the bar. And also, I kind of click like, 1250? What the fuck, you know? <laughs> <laughs> The side judge walks over to me and he don't say, Hey, sorry about the misload. He goes, you need to move your, uh, your shirt behind your elbow. Here comes t- crazy tiny. I was like, Damn. the fuck are you doing to me? So now I'm like, get this freaking shirt off. I'm pissed off. I'm get off stage and I'm, I'm trouble breathing. What happened is I already dislocated three of my rib heads from the lift and I, my hips shifted. So that's why I couldn't get my feet back on the ground and I couldn't breathe well because I got three dislocated rib heads. So I'm on the ground, I'm on the floor. And I'm thinking, man, you know, why they told me I'm getting two more attempts. So I'm on the floor and uh, now it's my turn to lift. And I see the side judge go talk to Gene. So I go right at Gene and I said, does that elbow look right? Does that elbow look right? And he tells me, I said, you load the bar right? I go, you sure you count it? I mean, I'm pissed, you know? He said, yeah, yeah. So I get over there, get the lift off, I come down, get a, get start, press, just miss locking out. They take it, meets over. Meets over. Supposed to have one more You're attempt, supposed to right? get on the lip. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just walked off stage, grabbed my stuff, walked away, and I said, fuck this sport, I never want to come back. And yeah. 
And honestly, I was destroyed. I was, I worked so hard to get back on that stage. I've only done it one other time. And that was after I did the, the meet in Mindy's and that qualified me to get to Arnold Classic. Before that, it's like, for some other reason, it just never would come together to lift on that day. So it was a big, big deal to finally get back there. And I really, really believed I was going to do way over 11 a day, make history. I said I got the biggest freaking misload in history. And uh, <laughs> and then kind of going where we're going with my shows is, man, I, I felt like, damn, if that weight can on my hands, no one would have caught it. I'd be fucking dead. You know, no one's going to catch 1250. <laughs> yeah. I'll give a shit on the side. If, if it came out of my hand, it's over. And I'm sitting there thinking, damn, I'm risking injury and death over dumb shit because the guy can't count the freaking bar and, and for nothing, you know? But then yeah. about six months down the road, my crazy side kicks in and goes, hey, man, you could bench that one day. And then <laughs> well, we, we won't expect to see any misloads in, in Kingwood, Texas on March Please 20th. God, no misloads. <laughs> hey, but I, I got to say, last year at the Arnold Classic, or this year, Dan Dag did come up and he apologized to me. And I ain't a lot, dude. That meant everything in the world to me because I, I seriously was hurt. It, it it really, really messed me up. I feel I feel like, you know, I don't think I'm a bad person by any means. I think I respect people as, as much as I get respected back. And and I mean, if you give me respect, I'm gonna respect you. You do me wrong, hey, same thing. But dude, I, I really never wanted to lift again because of what happened there. So when he apologized, man, it, it just, it was, it was cool. I, I was really happy again. And, uh, Hey, once you apologize, it's squash. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm telling the story here, but it's squash. You know I mean? He, he swears yeah. up and down yeah. done on purpose. Well, you should have told him he was I'm four a- years too late. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually well, something I, interesting I, that I wanted I, to ask I you, Tiny. Uh, the ultimate bench press show, which a lot of other people wanted to do first. So. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, first, first, first to do it. Yeah, this is something I wanted to ask you, Tiny, in, in general about uh, multiply powerlifting meets. It seems like for a long time everybody's been using the Forza bench, and uh, that bench doesn't have any safeties on it. And it seems like you know a lot of the new racks that are coming out, like the new Rogue rack and stuff, um, have you know safeties for the bench. Um, Will they have something like that at you or me, or is that something that people don't like, or you know, what's the rationale behind not having the safeties on bench? Well, Wobble custom makes their face cards, and they use only Forza, so uh, they custom made theirs. Me, I'm using Dyna benches right now. They all got mm-hmm. face cards on them, so that will be used. And if I upgrade to something else, I'm looking into. They will have face cards as well. As crazy as may sound to you, me personally, I can give a shit less about face cards. I'm 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 freaking nuts. I don't even like seven freaking people over their spot, and I like three guys. You know, I get yeah. kind of claustrophobic. Like when when um, y'all may not even know about this show. I did a lift for Guinness Book of World Records at the Mr. America show. Uh, some um, I want to say early 2017, maybe in late 2016, and I was going for 11:04, and on the very first attempt. The weight turn has never happened in my entire career. Turned towards my face, and I just threw it as hard as I could at the rack, and I got stuck underneath the rack. And everybody's screaming, Tiny! And I'm just calm as me. I'm cool. Just get the bar, please. And then five guys had to run up and grab that side to get it back in the rack. And I get up, and my the announcer's like, you okay? You okay? And I'm just sitting there kind of mad going, well, that's never happened before. And he's like, 
are you done? I said, done. I didn't come here to do that shit. I'm going again. <laughs> <laughs> and so the second time I almost got it, but I was being kind of timid. And then on the third one, I got the press. I'm coming up. I'm just about to lock out. And I slightly kind of sway. And the spotter grabs the bar. My spotter, too. Not, not some nobody. And I get up. I'm like, why'd you grab the bar? And he's just, you know, <laughs> safety Stop, first, man. man. That's the worst. But no, I don't like I, I don't like the face cards. Hope hope I never hardly ever. Those the one the one percent time they come into use, you know, it's good to have them, but you usually don't see them. Um, you know, you know what my fear is with them is to me it might be getting away for spotters. You know what I mean? Because they're they stick out. The one the ones they use to wobble, they're custom barred. It just kind of goes out so far and goes straight down. These ones that go way out here. Sometimes I, I get worried that they're going to get in the way. I mean, since y'all see them more than me, what about really short lifters and stuff? Is it never a problem for them? Well, it's they're adjustable when you know. So we bring them up and down at a IP. Yeah, but mine are. I got them in my gym right now, and they're adjustable. But I think when you got some really really little lifter, does it ever get in the way? Because they only go down so far. Yeah, I I, I think they're pretty adjustable for small people, but we we have seen it. With the new Rogue one, where they didn't go high enough for Blaine. Yeah, Blaine almost got fucking got, cut in half at yeah, the Arnold. They, yeah. they didn't go high enough for him because he's too round. He's too big. <laughs> yeah, so like in, in that situation, they definitely did get in the way because you can't have a spotter really directly under the weight, and the and the and the safeties didn't go high enough, so it was kind of like a, yeah. a double whammy, you know. Yeah, but they fixed they fixed that because I think it was like a it was like the first time they, they used yeah. that rack and it was a new kind of prototype rack so they they fixed it but it didn't go high enough yeah, yeah. yeah. My, my only problem was some of the fours benches and some guys do like them and even my bar my benches which are dyna body is the the uh, the thing goes all the way across where you're you can't stand completely over the lifter you know what I mean your mm. your feet are behind or the legs behind and it kind of worries me of what you might fall over or something like that. Um, so a lot of times I, I want that part cut out, do whatever you gotta do to custom make it where the, the spotter can stand over the person to do the lift off and then get out of the way. That's another thing that about the rules you were asking earlier. I have seen some videos where spotters are standing over the lifter the whole freaking time. That ain't going to happen in, in the IPA. You'll be able to stay, the, the guy will be able to lift off, pivot out of the way, but he's not going to get, you know, totally all the way completely. Y'all understand what I mean by that? So yeah. he's pretty much going to lift off, move. He's not going to stand over the, the lifter the whole time he's lifting. Yeah, it's awesome, man. Well, we're we're pretty excited for the event. You know, once we heard about it, we wanted to get you on. So just for everybody listening, Tiny's running the baddest bencher on the planet. It's with the IPA Bench Worlds, correct? Bench press Kingwood, Texas. World. Yep, Kingwood, Texas. Uh, March twentieth, twenty twenty one. We're we're gonna have to think about going down to Houston <laughs> for this. Um, and it's at the it's at the Nathaniel Center in Kingwood, Texas. And then the like I said, the Meat Hotel will be the Homewood Suites. So they're booking rooms already. All you gotta do is mention sweet. IPA Worlds or Tiny Meeker, and uh, you'll get your special roommate. They're they're full like apartment rooms. So if you kind of first want to cook your food, there's grocery stores nearby, movie theaters, nice. lots of restaurants in Texas, man. A lot of good food. We love we love doing meets in Texas. We love going to Texas. Good steaks down there. So uh, we appreciate having you on. Everybody yeah. that's been everybody listening, you know, follow Tiny. Um, 
Yeah, I'm sure Tiny, you'll be posting uh, a lot more about this in times to come. So where can where can people find you? Right now, most of my posting is going on the uh, Instagram and, and my Facebook page. So Instagram just Tiny Meeker and uh, Facebook Tiny Meeker. Go the one that has me bench pressing on the Facebook. I got two pages. One I'm almost never on, to be quite honest. But man, I mean, one thing we're about this show is you got nine guys. You got. You know, Will Barodi, 1105, myself, 1102, uh, Ryan Canelli, 1075. You got Jimmy uh, Jimmy Cole, if I'm correct, 1036. Scott Middleson, 1031. Um, I want to say Gillespie. Well, actually, no, you got you got um, Dave Hoff, 1015. Gillespie, I think, 1014. And then you got Rich uh, Putin, uh, 1000. Man, this is insane. What we're going to see of all these guys, and and you know, Bill being sixty years old, but every guy in the show has a story. We got different, you know, you got Jimmy two seventy five, Dave two seventy five. If Blaine shows up, first time to ever leave the IPF, you know, it, it, there's Scott, myself, and Ryan haven't lifted. I know I haven't lifted since uh, I want to say early two thousand seventeen. Ryan may not have lifted since two thousand ten. But he looks yeah. there should be a documentary I mean, being made right now. Yeah, you guys should that? do a documentary. I said there should be a documentary for this meet. You know, <laughs> you should be following. You should have camera guys following everybody. You never know what we worked on behind the scenes right now. You just never know. There's a lot of <laughs> things I'm working on right now. Really, you know, I'm I'm not I'm not doing everything I'm doing right now just for my show. I'm really really trying to build powerlifting up to a whole nother level for us to get you know, make money in this, man. I mean, there's just, to me, there's, there's too many athletes to do what we do. We, we train so hard. We work our asses off. We sacrifice, you know, we get injured. Why can't we make money in this? And we can sit there and say all this bullshit about too many feds, drug testing, non-drug testing, raw, quit, all these stupid ass excuses. No, man, there's, there's, there's people out there that will pay to watch this. And, and there's a reason we should also make some money. So no matter how you do it, it's still lifting. I don't give a damn how you do it. You're either strong or you're not strong. I don't give a shit what you put on. You know, you're not just going to bench a thousand pounds just because you put that on. You know, it, it takes work. It takes technique. And, and you know, Bill's been lifting for freaking ever. So, you know, <laughs> matter of fact, he was the guy I was battling to be the first guy to bench 800 yeah. in a single ply. It was, it was between Gillespie back in the days, you know. I never knew yep. Bill was 60 years old till recently. 50. He looks 70, but you know, I thought he was 50. <laughs> <laughs> He's a badass. Well, Bill's all I think super Yeah, you're guy. doing you're doing great stuff for the sport. We're excited to have you on and talk about the competition and and kind of be the first ones to hopefully help you hype up the competition to our listeners who are uh, you know, a lot of equipped lifters. So, we appreciate you. It's been fun. I had a great time talking to you. So, hopefully we'll talk to you again. Well, yeah. I want to thank you all for having me on. Don't forget your GLC products. You want to take care of those joints and ligaments. And uh, <laughs> sure thing. Hope, hope we'll to see check you that out. down here in March. And, you know, we're, not only is it going to be a badass meet, it's going to be a badass party afterwards. So it's used to awesome, man. man. Everything's, everything's big. And hey, Houston. man, I gotta I gotta meet some of these guys. You know, for the first time. So I'm gonna I'm gonna consider coming down. But um, it, have a good night, Tiny, and good luck with everything. And we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, we appreciate Thank it, so Tiny. Thanks for coming appreciate on. Yeah, Tiny. Take a break. <laughs> be all you want <laughs> see you Tony. Bye -bye.